everybody. Well, from hey guys, <laughs> from Salt Lake City, Utah, and San Antonio, Texas. It's thank God I'm atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank, and I'm Mackenzie. All right. Well, this is this is Mackenzie, everyone. This is who we've been talking about. Who's been Hello. helping <laughs> helping us out so much with uh, their Facebook page and. All the social media stuff, it's its fantastic. So um, Dan's out of town, and uh, last week we had Adam, um, guest host, and I thought this week would be fun to try out Mackenzie and see see how things go. So thanks for, for showing up, Mackenzie. Absolutely. It's nice to get a voice probably attached to some of the posts that I've put on. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think it's awesome, and uh, I think it's going to be fun. We're actually doing something a little different. Uh, with this episode than than what we normally do um all of all of the episodes up till this point have always kind of followed the same pattern but i thought it'd be fun to do um a little retrospective not a retrospective a clips show clips show sounds more fun than a retrospective uh and and i thought it was a fantastic idea (laughs) just so some of the people could catch up that haven't listen to every single podcast maybe yeah absolutely and uh and so we've uh we uh I will, we Mackenzie uh posed the question on facebook and uh, we got a lot of uh a lot of response to uh you know people sending in suggestions of uh favorite clips um and uh, favorite moments from the show so we, we took a bunch of them plus some personal favorites and uh and yeah so let's there, there's this really fun one that i like and this was, um, oh, this is, so, so what happened with this is I went looking for a different clip and couldn't find it. And this, I stumbled upon this one. Uh, this is actually, we were talking about, um, it was Ash Wednesday in 2012 and it was a Republican debate. Um, if you'll all recall how uh, that year they had a lot of, a lot of Republican debates and, um, for the, for the president. Uh, presidential race and uh so we were talking about well we were wondering what the candidates might have given up for lent and uh so this is the clip uh gingrich uh did say um <laughs> that he was giving up dessert for lent oh. which i say oh there's some sad pastry chefs um well and you, you know why he's got till november to look a little bit more svelte <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants to be the, he wants to be a presidential nominee he doesn't yeah. want to be chubbo that's true um and uh his wife Callista mm-hmm. um uh, said that she was giving up her opinion no <laughs> you liar it's not it's uh, that can't be true <laughs> that can't be true <laughs> that, oh my god that is amazing. <laughs> Next year, she's going to give up her right not to be in the kitchen. <laughs> or to not be in the kitchen. Right. right. I give oh. up my right to shoes and non-pregnancy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Starts with a fat joke, and then it leads into something actually worthwhile. Oh, well, I mean, God. it still stays fat, barefoot, and pregnant in the kitchen. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, do you want to introduce the next one, Mackenzie? 
Absolutely. Um, the next one we have um, is all about donning a hat. So we have um, the from episode one. We're going clear back to the beginning here um, to national hats. Um, Dan and Frank had been talking about the um, hijabs and burqas, and they started wondering if there was something a little less confining and a little less restrictive that could be adopted. And so um, this is where it leads down the trail. <laughs> and this is this was actually one of the moments um, that I remember Dan and me, We first of all, we were so pleased with ourselves, right? Like we were just like, <laughs> we are awesome. We just riffed that moment. At least that's how I was feeling. Dan may not have been feeling that way. But I was like, oh, my God, we can actually do this thing. We can do a podcast. And this, this, was, this was the moment for me. Nations should make people wear the national hat. Everyone. Everyone has to if wear it. If everyone has to wear it, then you're, it's fair. If you're from here, you yeah. must wear the national hat. It's like France. They're right. saying nobody wears a, a hijab in public. Right. Well, everyone wear a stupid hat everyone has to wear this hat every a specific hat right yeah and it, and it's like a 10-year or an eight-year term for each hat and then there's an election for the new hat and then there's a there's a uh, <laughs> and then like some <laughs> absolutely absurd some some rogue country will like come out and they'll be like so we're doing we're doing shoes Screw the hat. We don't do the hat. We do shoes. Those decadent <laughs> Americans with their with their hat. They waltz in defiantly into the UN with shoes, with orange shoe with green stripe. Yes, that's I what know, we I do. I love the idea of campaigning for a hat. <laughs> for a hat campaigning. Right, yeah. Is it the manufacturer of the hat? It's the designer but of the it's hat. It's the designer of the hat oh, who yeah. campaigns on behalf of their hat. Right, Mondo from... Project Runway season whatever has a very plausible hat des- American hat design. What is it? I'm just I'm oh you're I'm theorizing saying, you're here. theorizing. I I'm, thought he had a hat no 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 that was the obvious. I'm, choice. I'm saying he's running his hat I for for national hat. I love it. Is he ready for a national campaign though? I don't think so. Mondo? And here's the real problem: is that he's using some of his Mexican influence, and I think that's going to hurt him. Yeah, we're you He's know, illegal it aliens mm. should not be pushing their hats no. on the rest of us. Well, they shouldn't even be allowed to have our hat. No, <laughs> they're in from they're illegal. They need to wear the Mexican hat. They can wear a knockoff. No, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> and if, if, you, we catch, if, if we catch Tijuana, if we catch them wearing our hat, we will force them to put on their hat. They need a Mexican hat. <laughs> well, they have a Mexican hat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's already a na- national Mexican hat, Dan. Yeah. No, there is. They don't like it in Mexico City. No, they, the cosmopolitan areas. In no, Mexico nobody do not like nobody the likes hat, that. But they hat. already have a Mexican hat. <laughs> oh, there's problems with this clip, actually. <laughs> now that I listen to it. <laughs> really? Because I thought it was great. Uh, well, I, I. I I think somewhere in there uh, we insinuated that Mondo from Project Runway was an illegal alien. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah, it wasn't intentional, of course. But and then also the phrasing of illegal alien. I don't know, but, but anyways, <laughs> well, my favorite part is when you get so into it and he's all Mondo from Project Runway, and you're all, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about the hat. <laughs>
I want one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, Mondo, you say? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, all right, we'll clip three. Um, this actually, this is not a Frank and Dan moment. Uh, this is one. This is a, a voicemail that I um, I liked it when we first played it, and. Um, and uh, I still like it a lot. And I was actually, I was just going through an episode and uh, was, look, again, looking for something else and happened to listen to this voicemail again. I, I just think that it was so well stated and, uh, um, and it just summed up so many ideas that people had sent in to us and that, that I have myself that, um, and, and I, maybe I should set the stage a little bit more for it. Um, this was right after Thanksgiving in 2013, so this is early December, and um, and we had just in the in the previous episode we had talked about the idea of Thanksgiving, right? And uh, who do you, who do atheists give thanks to, and kind of how awkward it feels, um, um, show, like this idea of just giving gratitude when not directly directed towards someone and uh this was a voicemail that uh thane um a longtime listener of the show um uh left for us and i really liked it hey frank and dan this is thane calling you again uh appreciate the opportunity that you give for us to respond you asked the question of uh who or what we should be thankful to uh during the last podcast, and, and I had some pretty strong thoughts about this. Uh, like you, I don't feel the need to be thankful towards uh, any particular deity or metaphysical um, object. But uh, when I say that, I, what I'm really thankful for, um, it, it's a very, it's a multi-layered thing. First of all, it starts with the, I'm just thankful for the opportunities that have been presented by my immediate family, by my parents and my siblings, who. Uh, who have brought me up and raised me and provided an, uh, an environment which has given me the opportunities to do the things that uh, that I get to do uh, in obviously in a, a country and in a part of the world and, and with the social status that uh, allows me so many different opportunities. And then I, I guess I extend that back to my ancestors going all the way back who provided those opportunities to my parents uh, and, and to my grandparents and, and on. And then that extends obviously to the community. Uh, you know, we we live in a in, in a nation where people generally respect the rule of law, and they provide opportunities for us simply by being good people uh, and by following uh, the, the uh, social contract that we have, which which helps us all enjoy these opportunities. And this goes all the way back, of course, to the founding fathers. And as an added bonus, many of them were skeptical in nature, like Thomas Paine and Thomas Jefferson, uh, those uh, who established a nation with principles that gave us these opportunities. Um, and finally, uh, going all the way back to our Homo sapiens ancestors and our pre-Homo sapiens ancestors who had the ingenuity and who underwent suffering and who came out with uh, triumphant uh, to bring us here today. And, and then finally, that extends all the way to the earth itself. And not in a worshiping way, I'm definitely not a druid uh, or anything like that, but just for the bounty and the things that were provided. So when I say I'm thankful, it's like the entirety of my existence. and. Um, so what I mean when I say I'm thankful for something, and, and I don't direct it to an individual, what I mean is that entire existence. And, and perhaps uh, that's what you feel as well when you're saying you're thankful too, and the discomfort comes from not being able to um, focus that in on one being. Uh, 
but now that I'm an atheist, uh, I'm not restricted to thanking just one being. I'm, I'm allowed to be thankful to everything and to all the individuals who have been a part of my life and whose existence led to mine. Anyway, thought I'd share. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bravo. Yeah, no kidding, right? Just, I loved every minute of that. I know. He just absolutely sums it up. And all right. <laughs> Thanks, thing. Well, it's like he takes us back to the original definition before it was stolen and redefined by religious people. Hmm. It's like, he's like, let me bring it back to how gratitude and thankfulness really started. Because as humans, you that's a normal human response to feel that. Right. So I feel like it got hijacked somewhere along the way, and he just kind of broke all that down and took us back to where it honestly started and the true feelings of it. You want to... Yeah, grab the next one? This next one, I definitely do. Okay, so when I heard this one, I was on my way to work in my car, and I actually had to stop the podcast, call my sister, and say, write this down, because I have to do something with this clip. <laughs> so um, this is um, from Tip Tip Cheerio, um, episode 27, and... Um, Frank is explaining a study that um, demonstrates that people who think about God have better self-control. And then as he's explaining this study and how they did this study, Dan comes up with a totally different theory, and I loved it. After unscrambling the word, they would then have to drink this really gross little concoction of like i think they said it was like vinegar and orange juice or something like that <laughs> oh <God. laughs> so just kind of kind of gross um but what they found is that when people had been confronted with one of these words that kind of suggested not necessarily it wasn't like jesus or god or anything like that but it was just kind of divine or right. religious or whatever that it, that they actually were able to drink more of the juice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so the interpretation of this is that there's, or, or one of the interpretations is that there's, there, there's sort of this cultural adaptation, um, that, 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 that religion, that, 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 that the emergence of religion may have been a cultural adaptation, um, that oh. was necessary for promoting self-control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's kind of I have kind of interesting. I have an alternate theory. Oh, okay, let's hear it. My alternate theory is that if you think about God enough, you can swallow all kinds <laughs> of shit. <laughs> you can swallow anything. <laughs> if they invoke God enough, they can jam, jam just about anything down your throat and you'll just take it. <laughs> You know what's amazing about <coughs> excuse me about this whole exercise of going back and listening to these episodes is I don't rem I don't remember any of it right like I remember like I hear it and I go oh we talked about that <laughs> apparently like I it's so it's this wonderful rediscovery for me and that's why I was like um, Mackenzie do you have any of the favorite moments because <laughs> I don't remember them so I'm glad that other people do. But other people daily get to go back and download these whenever they want to and enjoy them. So <laughs> who knows who's listening to you right now? I know. I know. It's it's actually always a weird thought to me. <laughs> um, all right. Um, 
Well, I have a clip. So this was a re- this was requested numerous times on Facebook, um, and this comes from way back. This is episode nine. Um, the title of it's Mary's for Mary. It was in January of 2012, and um, this is actually um, the, okay. So there's this impersonation that I had been doing for years, actually, um, of of general authorities, um, the LDS general authorities, so uh, higher ups in, in the Mormon Church, and uh, but what had never really occurred to me was that the uh, <laughs> all the different Mormon sects that they kind of have the same sort of pattern in their in their speech um, as uh, as the higher ups in the Mormon Church, and so Warren Jeffs um, had just re- issued a series of curses. Um, that named nations and cities around the world, places that he is, as a prophet, um, he was declaring that these places are going to be destroyed. And uh, so in, in, in the clip that we're about to play, um, Dan and I were trying to make sense of, of um, the, these, <laughs> these curses, uh, cursings, I guess. And, uh, and this is, I think, I don't think I would have done this any time prior in the in the podcast and the other earlier episode, but I think it's, it's appeared applied to, um, um, LDS general authorities since, since then. Um, so yeah, we'll play it. Oh, did I say who Warren Jeffs was Mackenzie? Uh, no, I don't believe. Oh, okay. So Warren Jeffs, by the way, everyone is, um, a FLDS, uh, leader, um, and who's in jail. And so these curses, he, he got in a lot of trouble, um, and that's what we were talking about in this episode um, for um, for making phone FLD. calls and FLDS. You might want to say is oh, polygamy. Yeah, compound. thank you. Polygamous compound in Southern Utah, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. And from prison, he was uh, talking to his people, and this is a series of curses uh, that he issued. I Man, you know what they get? I tell you. You do. You get your mind into it enough, and you start. You can get the talk down, real good. <laughs> like you can start talking in this weird ass. You shall feel the way of my thing <laughs> in my soul, <clears throat> causing you not to be a full deciding way. Well, so he had a whole bunch of I doing. He had a whole bunch of other prophecies that he, he's done. He has some good stuff. And, and someone at the Salt Lake Tribune. Oh, is that who it was? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh. God bless God them. God bless the Salt Lake Tribune. They did, they did this great thing where they went to Google Maps and they literally mapped out all of his <laughs> prophecies. So if you, if you do, you These can Google his, Warren his, Jeff's map or something like that. And yeah, we'll put a link on the website for this because this is actually really, really worth it's checking so out. It's so fun. Um, just, should, we, should we read a couple more prophecies? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I'll and I'll t- I'll try and do my my Mormon leader voice. Let also Arizona know that my judgment cometh, that earthquakes and the sinking in the earth shall be on the capital city there. Also volcano, <laughs> can't even keep a straight face. Also volcano and earthquake take power in many inhabited and large something 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 large pop- yeah. population something. Yeah. Apparently it trails off on yeah. the Google Maps. I'm just yeah. 
<laughs> so Phoenix, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, and there's also the Utah earthquake. Which, oh, yeah. Do boy, that one. Um, you don't have to okay. do the voice, though. Oh, no. I'll do it. Okay. Also cometh the shaking of the land where the new Zion, even Jerusalem, the new holy way, is to rise on my land of Zion. Tempests. <laughs> Earthquakes, <laughs> even war and famine cometh upon the land. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> wow. Do any of them have like like <gasps> locusts or uh, pestilence of fleas or something? Um, he goes international on a few of them. Like, well, let's see. Let let China also be warned to only cleanse my land of wickedness, not my people. Oh, oh, that's nice. How do you cleanse a land of wickedness? Instead of people. Correcting behavior. The land is behaving badly? No. The <laughs> it says not my people. It says don't... Okay. I'm the land of wickedness. Yeah. Cleanse my land of... Don't cleanse my land of people. Cleanse oh, my land of okay. I see. I think I see. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Can I do my favorite one? Or do you want to do it? Is it the one that I pointed out earlier? Yeah, you should do it. You should do it. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Um, Wait, I'll do it. I'll do Nicaragua. Do Nicaragua first, yeah. Let also Nicaragua be of a humbling, as her leaders have tried to be of oppressive way in her own peoples. Oh. And then, <laughs> for reasons that confound <laughs> explanation, why you would choose this place, I gotta uh, go. Okay, sorry, Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati shall soon be a destroyed city. That's all he says. <laughs> it's no explanation. You are toast, <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> oh my God! So Warren Jeffs, yeah. Um, and here's my here is proof. Okay, for all of you, um, you know, who didn't grow up Mormon and didn't have to grow up listening to. The nonsense. I've pulled a clip from uh, from YouTube, YouTube, uh, and this is uh, Gordon B. Hinckley, who is um, he's the he's a former president of the LDS Church until, of course, he died because that's the only way you're no longer president of the church. And I'm just going to pick him up mid clip and see uh, see what we get. We are all children of God, and there is something of His divinity within each of us. We are more than a son or daughter of Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so who reside in such and such a place. We are more than a student at BYU. We are of the family of God with such a tremendous potential for excellence. The distance between mediocrity and excellence. Um, so, yeah. It's not it. It, it is. It's just this, it's just this pattern. And you... You go high and then you then you go low and anyways, <laughs> I love it. I think it's one of the funniest things ever. Um, and this oh, is hysterical. in and this this is uh, I this is not boastful because Dan does a lot of impersonations and they're all very 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 funny and they're all very very good. I do think my my uh, uh, LDS prophet speech speak is better than his. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just, I know he's he's not here I'm to defend it. I'm gonna throw you a bone here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> um, I love him, and I'm sure, and he'll hear this. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> 
But um, sorry, Dan. Sorry. We'll we'll let you defend yourself next next episode. So, um, all right. You want to take? Uh, we we get plenty of Danisms though for the show and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, he gives uh, me plenty of material to work yeah. with. So don't G- worry. Give me one. We're please. not selling him short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you, do you remember this uh, next one, Mackenzie? Actually, I I have to confess that I have not listened to this episode yet. Uh oh, so, really? Okay. I know. Do you want, so do you want actually, me to take this one? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Because the next one is all mine. <laughs> okay, awesome. This is one of my favorite stories that I think we ever talked about. Um, it is, um, and it's not necessarily the how we how we talked about it. It's that I love the story. I love the idea behind the story because it's just so weird. And it's the story about Jesus being a garlic farmer in Japan. Um, there's this little town in, in, I think, the northern part of Japan that believes that after... Well, actually, it's really complicated. So, like, the missing gap of Jesus' life, um, they, they think that, that, that the Bible really doesn't tell you about. Their theory is that he was living in their little town being a garlic farmer and um and i believe the story goes that mary um must have been there had to have been there with him and had um so so he has like these half siblings who are half japanese right and so he ends up (laughs) returning to to jerusalem to do his whole preaching thing and uh and does the thing he's there for you know the three years from 30 to 33 and he skips town right before they're about to grab him and crucify him okay and so his half japanese brother is the one who ends up being put up on the cross and, and being killed and so jesus escapes goes back to japan lives out the rest of his days lives to like the ripe old age of like 94 or something and uh, has kids and a wife and the whole the whole thing. So there are people this is a in Dan this Dan Brown novel. <laughs> Dan Dan made the same joke in the in the episode. That's funny. No. <laughs> so um, so he ends up living out his life and raising these kids, and um, and yeah. So this is we're gonna pick up the story. Um, I think right before the crucifixion. They're yeah. like, and Jesus looks slightly different than he used to. <laughs> you guys ever notice that? It's his Japanese half brother. <laughs> you ever notice that Jesus looks distinctly more Japanese than he did before? <laughs> maybe that's uh, maybe that's why uh, Peter, no Paul. Who was it that denied him three times on the way to the cross? Was it? Who? I think it was Peter. And then uh, maybe it was just like, no, that's not him. That's not the guy. He was actually denying him because <laughs> it's his brother. Yeah, yeah. You will deny me three times. I'll deny you more than that. You're not the same dude. Yeah. 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 I'm doubting Thomas. This is all starting it's to all make sense. falling into place. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now. I, I believe it. Now. I'm. I'm a, I'm a Japo Christian. <laughs> I don't I'm know a, if that's the j- word. No. I don't think it's Chapo Christian. I think I think that's the new phrase. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. It's not. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Japo Christian is where Dan took us on that one. So PC. I know. (laughs) Well, we never promised to be PC. That's the, and I I always feel so bad. I I, the 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 amount that it keeps me up at night. It really does. (laughs) The reps. We we say stuff, and I'm just like, oh shit, there it goes. Oh, I hope no. You know, but that's what people actually, I've noticed on the social media, that's what they gravitate towards. I think people appreciate the fact that you guys aren't polished and that you do (laughs) throw in stuff every once in a while and everything. That you're not this self-touting, I'm perfect atheist, Richard Dawkins type deal. So, you know, I love it. Oh, thank you. But it's still... So there, there are times where I'm just like, oh, God. I, I mean, I know it's all about, you have to, like, know where the line is, and you have to just, you just have to, like, push against that line. That's, I mean, that, that's, in my mind, that's where humor typically lies, right? And it's just not <laughs> yep. going too far over that line. It's not letting yourself slip way past that line. And so, um, so anyways, yeah. And I think, truly, some of our, our better moments are when we're right on that line, so... Oh, absolutely. It's something to think about. Well, this perfectly segues in, because it's a slippery slope, you know. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay, speaking of slippery slopes, in episode 106, which was um, your guys' inner with Peter Bogosian um, back in November of last year, mm-hmm. uh, we, you guys got talking about how... Um, there was things happening and the Church of England is actually in the process of ordaining female bishops and everybody said, oh no, it's a slippery slope to this. And we've all heard that phrase spoken several times by um, conservatives. Mm-hmm. And um, Dan just went all the way down <laughs> the slope. <laughs> and it to... Um, my sisters who listen to the podcast as well and I, it's its a constant inside joke because, you know, you don't want to get down that slippery slope with the mule at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, this, this new uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, Welby, is uh, Justin Welby? Welby. Justin Welby. Justin Welby. There's an Archbishop of Canterbury. sound Can- like an Archbishop. No, he doesn't look Welby. like one either. Welby, I can see. But Justin? Justin. Hey, Justin. You want to be Archbishop? Justin. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. For raw. Anyway, he's gonna yeah. do a good job. He's a he's a, he's he's at least gotten that much done. Well, good. Uh, they still, you know, huh. they're, they're still not consecrating gay marriages yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's a slippery slope, Dan. <laughs> After this, it's just gonna happen. Everybody talks about slippery slopes like they're bad things, but they sound fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do more of these. These are great. What were we so afraid of? Well, personally, whenever the conservatives are complaining about a slippery slope, I'm like, please bring it on. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, sli- you're it's... making you're saying it like it's a bad thing, but I'm hearing a good thing. Right. It's a slippery slope to tolerance and understanding. That sounds fine to me. I think I'm okay with that. Well, sometimes, though, it's a slippery slope to you being able to marry your, your dog. It's always Every conservative slippery slope ends in sex with animals. Or all polygamy. Of, all of Polygamy the, or bestiality. But polygamy leads... That's only halfway down the slope. <laughs> At the bottom. At the bottom, you're having sex with an animal. There's an animal waiting for you to have sex with There's it. There's an animal 
presenting at the bottom <laughs> of that slope. <laughs> that's you don't Ew. want you don't you you, you want to get off the slope. That's yeah. what they're saying. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. Because you once the animal is waiting. Once, once you're on the slope. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I think that the the trick to that is that who are the ones? It there's a lot of conservatives who have some experience with uh, that part of the slippery slope. You remember that guy? That there was a there was a preacher who who went on a. I, as a matter of fact, I think Mackenzie posted a thing. And for Throwback Thursday, oh, uh, that's that's an old blog post that I did that actually has a link to a guy who uh, who uh, he went on. He was a, he was a preacher, and he went on a show uh, on a on a show, and he said, "You know, I grew up in a farm in Georgia. Everybody's first girlfriend was a mule." And then the and then and then the the guy that was interviewing him was trying to like steer him away from that, like, "Hey, back off of that statement, why don't you?" Yeah. And he was like, "No, no, really, my first girlfriend, I fucked a mule." Well, at least you can't get a mule pregnant. <laughs> Indeed. Like, for two different reasons. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're safe. You're safe. <laughs> okay. Hope that that mule doesn't have any mule STDs and you're you're in good shape. How do we get to fucking mules from uh, from women bishops? It's like it's, this great it's little... slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> We've slid. <laughs> we, We've slid down into it. Clearly how this works. <laughs> We demonstrated our own point. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Dan will take it to wherever it needs to go. Like, <laughs> there's no problem with Dan going all the way. <laughs> part of the awesomeness. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. So our last clip. This is actually probably the one that got mentioned the most. Don't you think on the Facebook? Yeah. Um, the that's the longest to find. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this, this was a, a trick. Um, this comes from episode 101. So actually, fairly recently, um, from just this uh, last October, uh, from episode the episode entitled "Night of Hope," um, and uh, we were talking about how there had been a category on Jeopardy. Um, just, I'm pretty sure the category was just called the Mormons. And, uh, and, uh, so I actually asked Dan all the questions and they were fairly basic questions, um, that any insider would know all the answers to, but that probably weren't known, generally known to the general, to, to the rest of the general public. But, um, then somewhere in this whole mix, the, uh, subject of, um, we started talking about Brigham Young. And uh, so I'll just I'll just get it going from there. I guarantee you, Brigham Young never knelt in no grove. He didn't kneel anywhere. That guy was that not, man stood and prayed. That was not a kneeler. <laughs> he was probably a nose breather. I'm gonna rule this state. You guys should come over here, and <laughs> you should probably. I need. I need more wives. I think I, we should grow bees. <laughs> sugar beets. Sugar, we need beets. We need a, a I'm sugar gonna, processing plant. Maybe we can have silk. We can make somebody oh, get, silk. Give me some silkworms. There. 
<laughs> okay, this is grossing me Th- out. There were Quakers on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously there were Quakers on the moon. <laughs> I think I'm keeping the beard, but I'm losing the mustache. <laughs> All right. There will anyway. be a statue of me in this town. <laughs> Two of them. It's, 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 it, it's too bad because what we've hit on here is something brilliant, which is, and now, James Gandolfini as <laughs> Brigham Young. <laughs> and yet he's dead. Oh, we can't do it. Why did you it. wait until I was about... I'm glad <laughs> I didn't get the glass of wine. Dear God. Uh, could you hear me laughing through the, through the clip? <laughs> I can't see. Um, a little bit. I couldn't keep it in. Oh my God, uh, he genu- genuinely makes me laugh. Um, some other um, the, the, these were other things I couldn't find. Um, the, apparently, I think we did a Harvey F- or actually, did we both do Harvey Firestein? I think so. You both did Harvey Firestein, and I saw him on a program today, and I was like, "Damn, we need to put that in there." <laughs> I just never got around to finding that one. Um, I believe there's been some Wilford Brimley action in the past. Of course, there was a request for um, Argle Bargle. Finding Argle Bargle, I don't even know how I would find. Ar- I would spend a whole day just finding Argle yeah. Bargle clips. Um, but I love the suggestion because it is funny. Um, yeah, so those were some other really good suggestions. And the, they were all great suggestions. And if we didn't get to one of yours, um, it was a matter of running out of time actually um trying to get ready yeah. for it. it wasn't so much time for the show it was just just ran out of time it's it's hard to look up all these 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 clips like i said i don't have a good memory form i have a little database i guess that has like all the show descriptions the the same ones that like go out with the shows um right. but the early ones are not complete uh, is something I realized uh, yesterday and today while trying to get ready for this. So there was a lot of well, hate, missing information. I hate to so. brag, but anything anybody mentioned that has been since I started taking over the social guru at, or portion of this, I could reference right back to the Facebook post. So oh, that's true. Immediately from what podcast it was. So. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good now one. that you've got me on your side, our, our <laughs> next clip show may be a lot easier. <laughs> Hopefully, because like it's it's pretty much all I did today, and it took up a big chunk of my day yesterday. And uh, so it's uh, you always forget how much work can go into something that you know seems well, so. I'm sure it so will be easy. appreciated. Yeah, I hope so. so. All right. As, as they say in Utah, appreciate ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, all right. Well, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is a great way to follow us during the week. And we have Mackenzie here. She does all that. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, you can also email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Now, those are great ways just to join the conversation, give us feedback, and uh you know ask a question even something that you want us to talk about you know that's that's what we're looking for with those uh we're going to take a quick break uh this is from um some preaching from uh, david barton he's a and i have to admit i hadn't really heard of him before he's a uh of course a conservative uh evangelical type um and he's down in texas and he 
sorry. Um, and he runs some group. It's called like the Wall. What, what, what was it? The Wall Wall Group or Wall, wall builders. builders? Wall Builders. That's what it is. Um, and they're. Uh, it's all about the they they uh, are fighting the separation of church and state. And uh, so this is something that he has to say, though that has nothing to do about that. It has something to do with something else entirely. Bible talks about all of this. So real simply, this is not political issue. This is not media issue. This is not politics. This is Bible. Uh, there's a lot of other articles point to. Gender Bender Day causes controversy at Tippecanoe School. Really cool idea. You get junior, you get uh, elementary kids. They need to learn to emphasize one another and put themselves in other people's shoes. So we're going to have little boys dressed like little girls and little girls dressed like little boys. Won't that be cute? What does the Bible say? The Bible says you absolutely cannot do that. The Bible explicitly condemns cross-dressing. Jesus, the Bible does that for a very specific reason. Say that's not just a cute little thing that happened at school. That's a very biblically addressed issue. What a jack. <laughs> I know. You know, this actually reminds me of a story of my parents when I was, cause my parents, okay, so my mom, they're both converts to the LDS church, right? And mm-hmm. uh, my mom, she converted with her with her mom when, when, uh, when, uh, she was just a kid. Right. Um, I think my mom was like 12, uh, when the two of them converted, um, she didn't have a choice. She, well, she didn't really have a choice, but it stuck with her. My grandmother, it didn't really stick until old age, right? Like when she was very, very older, she kind of came wandering back to Mormonism. Um, but um, but in the case of my father, he converted when when I was like he got baptized when I was a year old, and so they they just they didn't have the culturally Mormon thing down until I was in my teens, right? And uh, so they actually, when I was a little kid, they were God, they were so lenient and just kind of like you know cool parents, and then they just kind of got more and more crazy and strict and weird, um, but. When I was, I remember when I was probably about like five or six, they went to the ward Halloween party and, uh, and they, my, my dad dressed as a, as a woman and my mom dressed as a man and and they went to the ward Halloween party like that. And they were, and so like he had, he like stuffed like a bra and like, I mean, it was, they... It was amazing, right? And so they go, and they're there, and they're having a good time. And, of course, they got pulled aside by, like, somebody in the bishopric, or the bishop, probably, who was like, well, you know, brother and sister Feldman, (laughs) we don't do this, you know, and this is why, and blah, blah, blah. And so, I mean, it's the exact same thing. It's just, like, people who don't, like, what are they afraid of? Like, if it's just fun... Right in front in their worldview, right? It should just be fun, even if they think that even like cross dressing is what like. What the hell are they afraid of? Well, right, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, clearly, what's the big deal? If but, I like, wear a suit to work tomorrow, it doesn't affect anything that goes on in their day. No, nothing, nothing. But even if they thought that taking it seriously was wrong, right? Right. Wait, am I saying this right? Even if it was wrong in their in their little world, right? What is joking around and playing around with it? What's the big risk? Like I don't get it. Like it doesn't make sense to me. So, 
but whatever. I don't. I don't think <laughs> they can't we'll even ever have fun. get it. That's that's why we live on this side yeah. of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are little <laughs> kids. It's fun. Oh. It's just fun. Oh God. Anyways, it's sad that they just have to take it to a whole like it's so sinful rah 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 <laughs> oh it's having no sense of humor oh god all right um well this week uh on this sh- on today's show uh we are we're just going to skip emails and voicemail i sometimes do that when dan's out of town um we'll get to all of that next week and uh and yeah so on the second half, we're going to kind of do what we nor- what Dan and I normally do on the first half. We're just both taking, Mackenzie and I are both going to take a couple stories and, uh, and from the news this week. And we're going to talk about them, and, uh, and then we'll sign off. So do you want to, well, actually, I'm going to start because I know what your last one is. And I don't, oh, I want you to do your last one last. So okay. um, let's see. Well, my first story is actually, um, it comes to us from, where did this happen? Oh, it's down in Florida somewhere. In Tampa, Florida, um, (laughs) apparently sometime in the last week or so, there was uh, Christian Fashion Week. Um, Oh. Yeah. And uh, so, it's, uh, I guess it's the idea that you can, still be fashionable you can still look good right and be a good christian um and so they're they're showing off um modest fashion uh because of course the 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 the, the more revealing and provocative fashion is offensive to christians oh you know satan loves them some spaghetti straps so And so, keep those shoulders covered. <laughs> yeah. And so the the article um mentions um that they're that they're that very kind of different than than a normal fashion week. Uh this one had uh there were modesty pamphlets being handled out, um and bedazzled shirts that read I heart my husband. Um oh. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't in Texas? (laughs) Have you seen bedazzled t-shirts? Oh, they bedazzle everything. (laughs) Oh my god! Um, But I, you know, there's nothing wrong with with hearting your husband. Um, That's that's fine. (laughs) uh, But anyways, um, and I guess there was another one that said Bibles, not bags. I don't know what, what that, that one mean? means. Yeah. How um, do you have a Bible's not bag at Fashion Week? I mean, if you're selling fashion, you want those bags full. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, no, give. I don't want the bag. I want a Bible. Apparently, <laughs> with this one. Um, and let's That's see. That's a very sad fashion show. <laughs> uh, so there's uh, the event was started last year. This was the second year of it. Um, and it was, it's run by a pastor and his wife. Wait, wait, wait. Second year? <laughs> yeah, they, they came back for a second one. Oh. <laughs> um, How did we miss the first I don't one? know. I, I have no clues. Well, yeah. Anyways, um, they, uh, they're the founders of a group called Models 4, the number four, Models for Jesus, 
um, and uh, they talk. They they have a line, modest line of swimwear uh, that features skirts and high waisted bottoms. Um, and which will sink you right to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, you need to swim in highly salinated water for these. Uh... <laughs> Are you a good swimmer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, you have to answer yes. Um, let's see. <laughs> they. Um, let's see. If you're okay, so they. I guess you can't show more than two inches of midriff. I think is there. That's not very much. Um, but anyways. Um, and, you know, I mean, as a fashion week, this isn't just like one group. This is like a bunch of different um, like companies uh, that, that Does produce. Does it name any of the designers? Uh... I need a name, Frank. I don't have a name. Not, not on this one. <laughs> Um, let, let me do some quick Googling. Uh, let me see what I can come up with. Uh, and I will be posting pictures. Uh, oh no. Well, there's, uh, let's see. Christianfashionweek.com is what I just found. Um, oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, I do have designers. Um, this, uh, there's a company called All Brides to Be. Of course there's wedding attire tons of wedding right. attire i'm sure at this thing um let's see what's another good one elegantise is one uh is the name of a company just cool is another company med eye i don't know what that is madam madam weathersby is another one <laughs> that sounds downright sexy madam weathersby <laughs> um She's a fortune teller yeah yeah, or exactly. Uh, everything else is fairly tame, or like you can't even Micra, Narrowsgate, and Narrowgate and Narrowgate Limited, two coconuts swimwear and design, just kind of boring sounding stuff, you know. Yeah. So so yeah, so there are names, and uh, there's lots of video. Um, every page that I've pulled up, oh, there's been like video of of uh, of fully clothed completely covered women walking down uh catwalks so there's a there's a I'm vine on this one a that's... caption contest coming on <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right you want to you want to take the next one okay heck yes i do okay <laughs> so bible stops bullet from killing RTA bus driver in Ohio. Oh my god! Bam! <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Needs Kevlar R when you got a Bible. <laughs> so this is wait RTA. So this is like a public transit agency. Public transit. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, so it sounds like this is happening in it's at five twenty a.m. that the call from nine one one came in, but. So mm. his bus breaks down, and apparently nobody's on the bus. And uh, good old Ricky gets out to investigate what caused the bus to unexpectedly stop. Now, that wasn't an act of God. Right. But as he's out and he's checking out the bus, three supposedly gang members show up <laughs> and course. fire three shots. Okay. Oh, and really? 
Okay. Three, yes. So each one shoots once? Is that how it works? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't say. <laughs> three shoot. But, okay. But anyways, because if it's from three different guns, that is pretty miraculous. Good old Ricky says he thinks it's a gang initiation. So, yeah, more than likely each one of them took a shot. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he is able to get to his cell phone, calls 911. Oh. He says, I've been hit in the leg. And my chest feels like I've been hit with a sledgehammer. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm, yeah. So, uh, Truly terrifying. I mean, up. up to this point, terrifying. Yes, absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's like a horror movie. Best breaks down for no reason. Uh, Probably uh-uh. out in the middle of nowhere. You yeah. Know? You're in Ohio. Scary. <laughs> so, um, That's enough all by itself, probably. Right. <laughs> um. So the paramedics find out he was shot in the leg, oh my and goodness. then he was shot in the chest. However, the two bullets were stopped by the New Testament book in his chest pocket. Oh, my goodness. Wait, 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 wait. He was shot. Wait. I heard leg, and now I heard chest. Who in the chest? Two. Dose. So, So he did get shot in the leg. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So it's like, so like the bullet went, went into through. his leg. But, yes. the, but the Bible, oh, wow. Yes. It's and a of miracle. course, he says, there obviously was some kind of intervention involved in this incident because I probably should not be here. <laughs> and all of his friends said in an interview, God is on Ricky's side. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean. However, how, how thick of a Bible was it? Like, say, you know, I, it was a pocket Bible. Okay, so, so couldn't have been too thick. I mean, you hear about these stories. There's, you know, you do. Like the so, back in October of last year, there was a gas station attendant that was shot, and his cell phone in his pocket stopped it. But I'm not going to pay homage to Verizon Wireless now. <laughs> <laughs> the Verizon gods. Yeah. You know. That's a company I, that I mean, definitely is not run by any deity. Like <laughs> there's no. there's no omnipotent <laughs> hand running that company at all. Or um no. any of the omnis. None of the nom- omnis does that company have. What if though? What if God is like the head gangster and he's sending out his little gangbangers? <gasps> Just to put out these fake hits so he looks like a hero. <laughs> I'm he's, telling you. He's the mafia now. He's the spiritual yeah. mafia. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it make sense? Spiritual extortion. All these people are claiming all these miracles are happening, and he's just going out and yeah. putting these hits on people and making it happen. Well, yeah. And then he does it in all sorts of dickish ways, too. A little cancer totally. here, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bullet over He's here. He's all, you will believe in me. <laughs> I think Ricky, like, why? Ricky already believed. Like, well, Ricky didn't Ricky, need it. Oh, but Ricky is preaching the gospel now. <laughs> well, Can you true. imagine getting that's on true. his bus next week? <laughs> Avoid Route 52. Avoid Route 52. <laughs> He's handing out Bibles to everybody uh, to put in their pocket just in case they get stopped. Insufferable. I would be calling, getting that drivers not talking to passengers rule enforced. 
<laughs> left and right with them. <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. That is funny. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, all righty. Um, well, I have one more that I wanted to do. Uh, this is um, I I always like to cover these these stories or bring up these stories when when they're when they're getting covered in the news. Um, Alabama is uh, the their state legislator le state legislature is. Um, is trying to there there are legislators in the state legislature that are trying to push through a school prayer bill um and it made it out of the house education committee last week on a voice vote um which technically it's that's just a procedural thing uh the the i guess like the yays were louder than the nays type thing i guess I, i'm not a parliamentarian so i don't quite know how that works but um more of the committee members voted against it than for it, apparently, once the actual headcount was was taken. But it had already gone through on procedural stuff. So it's actually going to go out to vote. Um, the, the whole legislature, well, the, the House will be able to to vote on it. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's not that it allows school prayer. It would require public school teachers to spend up to 15 minutes during the first class of each school day reading prayers that had been set prayers that had been said before the u.s senate or u.s house of representatives so Christian, of course. Uh, who knows i don't know but what they're saying is it's not actually unconstitutional government sponsored prayer it's basically a civics lesson Right, because they're reading they're reading a transcript that comes to us from Congress, right, like they think they're really clever, like they think they're getting around it um and uh and so they're let's see um where was i what was the next thing the um they're saying so so basically they're their their reasoning here is and and one of the guys who supports it is saying well if it's good enough for congress why is it not good enough for our schools right so like if there's no if if it's not a separation of church and state issue for our you know our body of one of our branches of government then why how can you keep it out of the schools is is their argument well, let's go back to the root of the problem here, that we shouldn't be praying in Congress. Well, I would agree with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when is that going to happen, right? I mean, I guess I guess that's the wrong attitude. The right attitude is we should be going after it. We should be, we should be getting prayer out of Congress. Get Dan Barker and Annie Laurel Daly or whatever. <laughs> Who are the they? Freedom from Religion. Oh, the for, for, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We should be getting them on it. Um the um That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Of course, um the uh ACLU, the Alabama chapter of <laughs> the overworked Alabama chapter of the ACLU Very. is uh says that it's clearly unconstitutional and uh of course they'll be going after it. But 
it's it's just remarkable. I mean, I'm always amazed at the amount of money that um, that conservative legislators or just conservative members of government, period, are willing to how much money they're willing to spend defending bad ideas, right? It's ridiculous. You know, when there's so many other issues that need to be handled. Oh uh, yeah, it's like here in Utah, the defense of our um, definition of marriage, you know, constitutional amendment um, that defines marriage as Which being between a man and a woman. In yeah, exactly. But <laughs> our government has pledged like two million dollars to defend it. Two million dollars. That's such a waste of money uh, and time. And time. Yeah. I'm sure our uh, our attorney general's office could be up to, you know, better things like brushing this up on the law itself. This is why we are itself. so <laughs> far behind in everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because we, yeah, we spend all of our time instead of instead of working on on issues that are important, we spend all of our time, especially as as you know more liberally minded, more progressively minded folks living in conservative states, we spend all of our time just fighting off, you know, conservative douchebaggery. Yes. You know, it's exhausting. And I think they it count on exhausting. it being exhausting, personally. However, I, I'm i going to digress a little bit. I heard oh. you say in a past podcast that somebody mentioned to you that you should move to Washington, D.C. because it was much more liberal. Oh. And you had mentioned that it's, important to stay where you are because if you don't fight that fight Mm -hmm. in the area that you're in then who's gonna do it then who's gonna do it yeah i think and that's kind of how i feel with being here in texas is that yes i could probably have an easier go at things in a more liberal state but somebody's gotta do something i know and you know like i've thought about it as well like i mean who knows maybe Maybe I maybe I would love being surrounded by, you know, progressive people. You know, like if I moved to the Pacific Northwest or something like that. Right. People who everybody just recycles and everybody's just, you know, down with all the things that I'm all for. Mm-hmm. I think I would get bored or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just masochistic or what, but like, I just... No, I think it's just certain personalities are up for the challenge of it yeah, and willing to take it on. Yeah, I hope so. Although I haven't been very active lately. Like all I've done, all I did this year, and it's the first thing I've done in a few years is, that was kind of active. Was um, you know we have terrible air along the Wasatch Front, where you know where Salt Lake City is, right. and um, and our air quality is just terrible. So, you know, I went up to a political rally. I felt it was important to go be counted. You know, I wanted to be Good. one of the thousands who went to the damn thing. Even though I I'm, I know that it's, you know, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> else <laughs> besides complain See, about the See, don't say that. Air. That's where the... You... <laughs> You you got so far and you did so good and then you said yeah maybe <laughs> yeah you know um but anyways yeah so whatever well that actually segues right into my next story oh does it um yes um so this story um comes to us actually this was on several different websites but I pulled um the actual it was on the Huffington Post and the USA Today and the Religion News Network. But Mm -hmm. the actual um, 
source article was on publicreligion.org. Okay. Um, they did a survey back in, it's a shifting landscape, a decade of change in American attitudes about hmm. same-sex marriage and LGTB issues. Oh. And okay, cool. Very interesting because they've been very patient people. So in 2003, they administered this survey to people all across the nation. And then last year, they went and distributed that same survey and compared the answers on the two. Cool. And it was a drastic difference in how much we've changed in 10 years. Just in 10 years, okay. In 10 years, and, and as far as our country's history has gone, this is kind of the biggest jump we've ever taken as far as being this drastic and attitudes changing this fast. It's kind of promising. Wow. Okay. So um, same-sex marriage from 2003 to 2013 has gone up 21 percentage points in favor of. Okay. So So from what to what? In 10 years, from 2003, Uh um, we went from uh, 32% to 53%. In favor of, of gay marriage. Of gay marriage. Wow. That's that's huge. That's remarkable. And we took over the majority. Yeah. Which yeah. is even a bigger thing if you think about it. Yeah. Wow. So, so, and, huh. so in 2000, and this kind of ties in with religion because they noticed that um, they broke down people by religion and by sex and sexual orientation, and the study is actually very interesting, and the the whole survey is available, and I'm going to post it on the Facebook page in case anybody wants to take a look at it, or even if they want to take it themselves. Mm. Um, but back in 2003, um, all the major religious groups, um, they opposed same-sex marriage, and with the exception of atheists. Um, I guess they considered nons to be... Uh, very large group. Um, and then today, it's really that there's these religious groups are on both sides of the issue. Wow. So it's pretty cool. Huh. But the one thing that really surprises me and actually is kind of great is that this is the number one reason they've noticed that the seed is being planted for people actually leaving religion. Really? So people are getting good on the issue and then they keep hearing their preacher talking shit on gay people. Is that kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, they don't agree with their church's stance on, um, these issues of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. And then it actually causes them to kind of further delve into religion as a whole. And they kind of, they usually, it says they usually leave their, their denomination and then they usually just walk away from religion as a whole now that's interesting because there's plenty of places like if 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 religion if church attendance right had actually been filling a um a real need for them right like if they if they were really getting something out of the community and all of that which you know is a big argument that a lot of people make for for being religious for church attendance right is this mm-hmm. is this community but if people are actually walking away instead of going and finding a different community a different church 
to join up with there's something bigger than just they don't they, they don't agree with their their church on on on, on that issue you know what exactly. i mean exactly like they, right. there's some there is a huge there, there's there's something bigger there's something more going on and i don't know like that's amazing to me that's i mean really but amazing. think about it all it takes is for some people is for that seed of doubt to be planted mm-hmm. and if a person is smart enough and truly cares about themselves enough they'll start researching things. yeah yeah that's true that's true and then all you need to do is just like seriously like go out to get pancakes like for two or three weeks in a row on sunday morning instead of church and your life changes right like, seriously like why would you go back there are pancakes here why would i be going to church instead <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, brunch for me is, I mean, it is every Sunday. Like, it happens. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So you religiously have brunch? I religiously have brunch, absolutely. <laughs> I have my places, and, you know, and I, I sort of rotate around to all the different, uh, Brent and I go to all the different, you know, places, and uh, we have our spots, and, and, uh, We'll wear one out, and then we'll move on to another one. So, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I I, I just think it's amazing. And I, I've actually seen people kind of, uh, with the gay thing, that, um, with Mormonism, because I grew up in Wyoming, mm, yeah. and certain things would happen, that they have left the Mormon church because of their stance on gay, how they treat gay people and gay marriage. So those are, those are people that you knew growing up. Yeah, actually, um, their, their family. Oh, their, and their family. Wow. Now, oh, their, their family of you. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. so how is, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like how is, has your, um, view, your stance on, on gay issues? Has it, has it changed through the years? I mean, like how, how did, how did you get good on the issue, especially growing up in Wyoming? Well, um, I mean, my one of my closest aunts is um, gay, and okay, okay. she came out when I was just a freshman in college. So hmm. that's really when you start kind of, I guess, forming opinions and becoming um, an adult and learning more about yourself. So I kind of have evolved with the gay movement. Okay, I guess. <clears throat> but still, and I mean, I've always been. I mean, don't you think that like, I mean, so so you really didn't have any any stance on on gay rights before that happened, uh, or did you did you? I guess I just grew up in such a sheltered small town that it never ever was really presented to me before this. Oh right. And it, okay. It's just, I mean, unfortunately, and, I mean, and I I know you see it in Utah too because I have several cousins down there. It's just. It's naive. I mean, uh-huh. there's just so much growing up in a bubble, and your show's sheltered from everything of the outside world. And in a small town in Wyoming, it's no different. Right, right. And so your immediate family, they weren't religious, right? If I remember your story right? No, I, I wasn't raised with religion at all. It was As a like matter of fact, that was a tough part of growing up in 
uh, tiny little Mormon town was, and it, I guess Mormon and Catholicism were the two biggest, and we okay. did not go to church. Okay. So. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, I you see that now, but I mean, it was tough. It's it's tough to be yeah. the minority in a town that's oh, tiny, I and no, that's I, the majority. I know. I mean, I was I was a Mormon kid in a small town in Oklahoma. Yeah. So think that one through. You know, like it mm-hmm. totally. It was talking about being an outsider. I had teachers that I knew were anti-Mormon, right? Like I I knew that yeah. they were just like just they they did not like mormons at all and they the only reason that they liked me was i was a good student you know so they kind of just had to deal with it oh well he does his work (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) see but i had the flip side of things where i was going to school with kids who would scare the hell out of me by telling me because i wasn't filled with my parents in the temple if i died that was it, and I wasn't going to fucking see them anymore. And to a kid, that's got to be the scariest thing you can say to somebody. I guess I've never really considered Mormon bullies, like the th- shit that they would say oh, at, at, at that age, right? Like what they would say to other kids. Because I was the kid who was being bullied because I was Mormon, right? Right. And so, oh, wow. How has that never even yeah. occurred to me? Like, I know that, like, kids get excluded a lot and all of that kind of stuff. Like, I know that, that happens. The the kids who aren't Mormon in heavily right. Mormon areas. But, no, like, but I've I never mean, really I mean, thought about, like, what kids would talk. say to you. That's so oh, yeah. shitty. That's so but, shitty. But, I mean, when you're 10 and they tell you, you know, you could die in a car accident today and you'll never see your mom again. <laughs> you're like, whoa, <laughs> what, whoa, whoa, whoa. What little assholes. Oh, Yeah. You should have been like, well, you're not going to see your mom either because you're a dick. <laughs> Trust <laughs> Yeah. Me. Jesus, Jesus isn't letting you into the celestial kingdom, you little asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, just play their game right back at them. But unfortunately, when it, you're it 10 seems years like old. It's a plausible cause. But yeah, when you're 10, you're just like, and I would go home and be like, why are they saying this to me? Oh, and shit. my mom would try and explain it. And my dad would be like, oh, fuck them. You know? <laughs> I mean, he, and I'm like, well, that can't really work for me right now, but. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's led me to be the person that I am today. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, you, you can't begrudge your your childhood right. of the painful experiences. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm sad for, like, the kids that are going through it right now. Yeah. And I'm sad for even the Mormon kids that are being told that, that like, if you don't get baptized and you don't do this, then mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's scary as hell to be told that. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. did we get on this topic? <laughs> it's a slippery slope, Mackenzie. It is a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we were talking about just gay rights, right? And I started, right. I started asking about, being a kid in Wyoming. So. Yeah. Um but yeah, well that's that's fascinating. I'm that's a great story and I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that like we need it. to we need to remember more often. Um and it's because of, you know, it's because you know, if if we can put anything on it, it's it's with the gay community, the lesson that of course we can learn is the coming out and how important that is. And yeah. and with atheists, we are it's it's a similar thing, you know, because the gay rights movement is 
is different than 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 uh, civil rights movements that have gone before it because it's sort of the first identity right like that 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 doesn't come out of um like that's not visible right it's not your race it's now it's now this thing that's more innate to who you are and uh however it's still not a choice but it's still not a choice right it's it's inside it's innate it's it's not a choice and uh whereas atheism it of a sort i mean there yeah. was there was I a mean, moment I when I the realization. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so it's so again, atheism is unique in its own way. But the thing that we can learn from the gay rights movement is the whole coming out, how important it is, and Absolutely. and telling and your 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 loved ones. Um, they're difficult conversations to have, but they're important conversations to have because mm-hmm. the more we're visible, the more that we're out, the more that our movement will follow the 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 patterns and the 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 speed at which the uh, gay rights movement has been moving since it right and just to put a positive face to it i mean i'm a member of my community Mm -hmm. i have two beautiful children i'm married absolutely i mean i've got a great life and yeah this isn't something god handed to me i i did this myself and to put a face of yes and i'm an atheist on it yeah. That that is what's going to change people's opinion in the long run. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it. So I think so. Thank you so much Mackenzie for coming on today. You're welcome. And, and thank help, you for having me. I appreciate out. it. You help us so much. So, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um and of course, if you want to see everything that Mackenzie has been doing for us, um you can find it on facebook.com/tgiatheist. Um, there are not only daily updates, there are multiple a day uh, on most days, on most days. Day. Oh, yep. Goodness gracious. Well, it's great. And there's always so much activity. I have a hard time keeping up with all of it, to be honest. Like, it's it's just so much and it's all so good. Um, and it's definitely worth checking out. If you like us on Facebook and you start interacting with the page, it'll show up on your face, on your uh, Facebook page. Uh, feed um, yes. more regularly. And of course, for all of you who are on, who get on Facebook, the more you interact with the page, the more visible the page becomes. So it's actually, it helps us out a lot for people to like a, a particular comment or to leave a comment. It, it Facebook has changed their algorithms to where it's all based on how you interact with the page. So um, did I get that right, Mackenzie? Was yeah, that that's good... completely right. Yeah. Um, if you don't um, participate, unfortunately, we drop from your news feed, so you won't see yeah. um, what's going on. Also, I want to add, too, that I know some people are hesitant to add us um, or like us on Facebook because they're afraid of their friends or family seeing. But you can actually go into your likes and edit out your interests and religious um, so that people can't see that. Um, I have several family members who have done that. Oh. Um, so you can actually like TGIA without people knowing. And, um, and that's just in the settings? It's for people to know that anyway. Uh-huh. You can just go in your likes and hit edit, and you can, I mean, maybe you love cricket, and you don't want anybody to know that that's your favorite sport, <laughs> so you can take that out. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. All right. And if you do want to chime in on anything that we've talked about or um, have any suggestions for us for uh, new stories, um, you can always email us. Our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. And our voicemail is, uh, the telephone number for that is 424-666-8442. And so, yeah, so thanks again, Mackenzie. And, of course, we like to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use their music. And uh, And we'd like to say um, hello to Dan, that we miss him dearly, and we're living vicariously through him while he travels abroad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His little adventure in India sounds amazing so we'll get all the details um when he's back uh which is next week so uh, we'll be back to the normal stuff um one week from today so see you guys bye guys bye